Welcome to the Making a Mark Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 13, and in today's episode, we went on to WWE Women's Wrestling with Charlotte Flair versus Asuka at WrestleMania 34, and this is a very special episode because we are in person. I have Laura sat across from me. We are literally in the same place, and it is insane. Also, why it might sound a little bit different, because yeah. this is our on-the-road setup, as it is, I have just dubbed it. Right now. <laughs> we, we have one microphone um, set up to detect audio from both sides, uh, so it might sound a bit different. And we're, you off. know, in a travel lodge. Yes, we're yeah, not we in, like, in a, a nice hotel. soundproofed room or a normal, like, stream studios or anything like that, so. Yeah, so uh, bear with it if it sounds a bit off, but, you know, we thought it'd be cool to do, do a podcast episode while we're meeting up with each Why other. Why not? Uh, so, first things first that we always <laughs> do is star rating. I really liked that. Uh, I would give it... The thing is, now, every time I'm before a rating, I try and remember what I've given other mm. ones because I want like it all to be relative, but then I'm like, you know, eventually we're going to do too many of these. It's not like I'm going to remember that because I'm just trying to think. I haven't given anything five, right? I've never... No, the highest was four, which was... Which was probably the New Japan... It was... The Shibata Okada? Two of the Kenny Omega Okada. Oh, got yeah, that. some of the Kenny Shibata Omega. Shibata Okada got that, and then John Cena AJ Styles got that, but that was also the first one we did, so that might be a bit yeah, okay. changed in hindsight. Because I'm pretty tempted. Okay, I'll give this one a 4.5, and why I think mm. it's higher than the others is there is some bias because women's wrestling, so I like mm. watching the women more than the men, just as like support your gender. Woo. Um, I, the, I, I know this one had like a bit more production value sensationalism cause it was a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So like the costumes, the entrances, the staging, like the, the lighting, uh, again, as someone who works in theater, very fascinated and liked it. And I liked that it was themed to new Orleans. Like the minute they said what city they were from, I was like, totally got this all makes sense. Um, I liked, and one thing I'll talk about more when we get into it. I don't know if it's just this match was or if it's a woman's... Asuka had a fong over her pants? <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Whole star right there. No, not quite. I did love, though, her whole aesthetic and her costuming. And it also makes me really miss my pink and purple hair that I did without knowing there was a wrestler who I was totally mm. ripping off. But um, also, I thought w- women's wrestling, there's a lot more of a like gymnastic quality. Mm. Like to get out of a submission at one point, um, Charlotte did like a one-handed cartwheel or something and there's just there's, there's a bit more grace to it which I guess just comes from I don't know if that's intentional we're playing up the different gender we'll inject that in or whether it's natural but I enjoyed watching it and there were no props in the match so we know I'm gonna like it there were no, no weapons chairs tables there was no interference from anyone where it's losing that half a star was dumbass John Cena nonsense at the end which we already talked a little bit about and I had to restrain I myself say, from getting into it too much one of the Kenny Omega Okada matches you said you considered giving five stars yeah but eventually sort of knocked a star off and gave four yeah so you know we've had possible five stars but then something, something happened, happened. yeah <laughs> This is two times in a row now. Where, well, not in a row. What am I about? In a yeah. row. Two times now where we've had a potential five star with just one thing that yeah. fucked it. Yeah. <laughs> so close. So, Charlotte, Asuka, if you ever, for some weird twist of fate, listen to this podcast, so, blame John Cena. He ba- lost you. Based, based off of that, I'm going to make an early prediction. And hopefully you've forgotten by the next one we do okay. so that it doesn't spoil your Well, life. I forgot. You you told me something about the yeah, like Okada matches and I forgot, so... But what I was going to say is, knowing this now, that you've seen this in Game 4 and 5, I think the NXT one, when we get around to watching that, will be the first five star. I just okay. have a feeling because okay. that matches... Momentous occasion. There'll be air horns and, and champagne. That matches, <laughs> that matches something. But yeah, so that would be, I say, I guess my overall... And it's NXT, so you know there's going to be no funny shit. I also say the end, I have mixed feelings about how, at, at, how it ended. And at first, I didn't like it. But then some of the stuff after, like before John Cena did his dumb thing, but after the actual tap out, some stuff happened that kind of made me okay with how it ended. But we, as we go through the match, I'll tell you more about what the things say, that I was a bit mixed feelings so on. About, have... It was the method of the win I have felt kind of weird. I have some feelings on the end. So mm-hmm. if you want, 
you know, just skip to the end. To the end about the end first watch, fresh in our minds, yeah. and while we know what All we're right. going to say on it. Because then the thing it was. What I wanted to ask your opinion on specifically was mm-hmm. one: How did you feel about Asuka's streak ending? Which yeah. obviously you're not going to know much about. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. But secondly. What did you feel about all the post-match stuff? Both the That's little the thing, speech yeah. of it and what happened with John yeah. Cena. Well, because the when the tap-out, so like Asuka tapped-out happened, I had mixed feelings because, again, the athleticism showed like that one-armed because of the injured shoulder, like bridge submission-y thing. I was it impressed with the athleticism of it. It looked cool, but it and still felt like it came kind of out of nowhere. The storytelling in the match of she's been worked out, had the arm worked. Yeah, over, so like so I, I completely bought why yeah. she was doing it one handed, not just for like because it looks cool. But it still felt a little out of nowhere. Like usually I find like because yeah. I I said to and you while I we were watching, I said that oh Asuka's starting out really strong, so that means Charlotte's gonna win. If my normal theory mm-hmm. applied to WWE matches where whoever starts out the strongest loses, holds true. But normally there's a bit more pacing to it. Like normally the other person starts, so like you see when the scales tip. Yeah. And this one just felt like it kind of yeah, happened. So, so what? Why I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I feel it's like most matches you have a beginning, you start out slow, yeah. and you work each other out, then you have a middle. Where it's, you know, like working each other over and beating each other down. And then you have a climax where it builds up and up and up and up and up yeah. to a momentous finish. Yeah. This match feels like it did the beginning and was in the middle. And then all and of a sudden the ended. end happened. And <laughs> I think I still would have been okay if it wasn't for the fact, like you said, flactoring in her streak. It just felt like kind of like she gave up in, in the moment. Like the, some of the post-match stuff then change your mind made me feel a bit better about it but like in that moment i was like you're gonna give up your streak like that really and the thing is I as you... well is like oh. you said charlotte hadn't really made much of a comeback it was yeah. asuka dominating the match so that means that also asuka's legs hadn't been worked over all she was putting yeah, like exactly. one boston crab and then like tapped out to the first submission she went in yeah i know we want the submission to look strong but still you should work over your opponent's limbs a bit more yeah. than that before going into it yeah i do agree it just feels like it's sort of ended in like in the middle not like a climax. like i definitely because i had to ask you like i was like wait is it over like did she yeah. did she did she win is that it because it didn't feel like it was over it just mm-hmm. felt like it should have kept going and it felt really short how long was the match uh roughly if we paid like attention i don't know 20 something minutes. oh so it was kind of short because yeah. we watched longer ones for oh, sure that, that's long by ww lens. oh by ww yeah. well yeah because i'm thinking of the friggin like new japan 60 stuff minute just... <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah so but then the post-match stuff, they really, like, they kind of got rid of most of my disdain for that because it was it was just kind of, like, shockingly wholesome and nice and just really, like, Asuka had been, was, like, a crazy little, I said she's, like, a rabid monkey, right? She's, like, screaming and yelling. I'm like, she's actually quite terrifying. Like, I would not want to meet this chick in an alley. But then... She was very kind of like lots of humility in the wind. Considering her streak ended, I could see lots of other characters, particularly men. This might be me being biased and a bit sexist, but being like kind of poor sports about it or like throwing a bit more of a tantrum because their streak's over. But I guess because she tapped out, she doesn't really have the right to throw a tantrum because she... So uh, a few things. One, now that we're in person, you probably see how much I move my hands and gesture everything, which doesn't come across on a podcast, but I'm very animated. I'm usually doing it too behind my computer. Um, But... I have very different feelings on that end bit. Really? The post-match. Don't like it? Uh, No, and I think it's because this is the difference between that's your first time with me, I watch a lot. Yeah. And I think this taints it because the thing is, with WWE's women's revolution, right? Mm -hmm. Every single time they do something monumentous and stuff like that, all the women are friends with each other. (laughs) Like When they announced that the first women's Hell in a Cell, there were heels and faces in the ring... And they all started cheering and hugging each other, even though they're feuding with each other. And like, oh, get along. And you don't... In the men's wrestling, you have heels, you have faces, they hate each other. But in the women's one, it's like everyone's got to be buddy-buddy with each other and everyone's got to, like, celebrate how monumentous this is. And I like it. <laughs> and I sort of... Like, there's moments... I'm clearly the person well, the thing is, they're I agree, pandering to. With that, I, I agree with you that, like, that sort of stuff can be good like Asuka say no one's ready for her that's her thing no one is ready for Asuka but then when someone beats her having the humility to say you were ready for me you yeah know, okay I lost and admitting to it it's like uh, in the Cruiserweight Classic there was a guy called um, 
Drew Gulag who wrestled. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing was that he was a submission expert and, yeah. you know, he could just wrestle circles around anyone. So he didn't respect anyone. Whenever they went for handshakes, he'd slap their hand <laughs> away. But then he got beaten by a guy who submitted him. Ooh. And after a match, he, like, walked up to his opponent, like, all angry. Like, looked like he was going to fight him. But then just held out his hand and went for a handshake. Mm-hmm. And it was like... And then he just did the handshake and walked away. But it was like, he's earned his respect. Yeah. You know, he, he he was mad about the loss, but was man enough to sort of say, you know, man enough is the wrong term because we've just seen a woman do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you get yeah. what I mean. Yeah, was, I get it. He was big enough to say... Okay, you won. I respect yeah. you for that. It might just because so, in my head it did give kind of throwbacks to like nowhere near as you know emotional payoff or satisfying, but the uh-huh. Omega Abushi like the hug. So it might just be I was also yeah. transferring so, a bit. So that's but the I thing liked is, it. I think as occasional moments that can be really good and powerful and be used as a storytelling element. But you're saying you don't like it because they do it all the time with the with women. Every women's thing that ever happens. Okay. The two always hug each other after, and they're always really friendly with each other. Because I could and, see that, I guess, becoming a bit tiresome and not as good storytelling. Particularly yeah. this one to me, and they seem to do a good job of with selling the, the story because no Charlotte seemed very her. emotional, and then they said this proves to her that she's as good as. Mm-hmm. She th- it was like it was a lot of validation for yeah. her basically. So that's also I'm why not I just thought Asuka. Daughter. Yeah. I'm a wrestler of my own. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I thought Asuka. At least the narrative I then created in my head was that was also played into why she said that and why mm-hmm. she did the hug. That cheapens it a bit. Finding out, oh no, they do this with like yeah. all the women. When, when okay. they announced the women's Royal Rumble, they had like ten women in the ring who are all enemies with each other. Yeah. But when they announced the Royal Rumble, they all started crying and hugging each other and being best friends. It's like. You hit, you're literally in the middle of a feud with each other and hate each other's guts. Yeah. But you're going to cry and hug each other. Yeah. Like, so that's what I don't like about it is it just feels like it's forced and, you know, it's, oh, because it's a women's revolution, we have to show how monumentous it is at every... Rather than letting it speak for itself, yeah. doing monumentous things and then monument, would they have to tell us it's monumentous and it's a big deal yeah. and it's important rather than it actually just... Feeling been like that. a big deal and important. They have to tell us it is. Yeah. And that's and another thing that I disliked. So you know that Ask had a streak, mm-hmm. and you know this is where she lost it. What I didn't tell you is that she had the streak in NXT, and NXT's viewership is tiny compared to actual mainstream main roster. Yeah. NXT gets like a hundred thousand viewers. Main roster WWE gets two and a half million. Okay. Nearly three on a good day, you know okay. what I mean? So, WWE, when Nasca came up, which was a few months before this, she came up, did the Royal Rumble, went to WrestleMania. Like, in a few months, right? Yeah. And they told us she had this streak in NXT, but they never really showed it. You know... Okay. So it was like, imagine a wrestler comes up that you've never seen before. Like, you imagine you're a total casual fan, you've never seen this person before, and someone tells you they're undefeated, mm-hmm. and then they lose their first pay-per-view match. You're like, it, oh. did, it just seemed a bit, like, odd. So it's like, the undefeated streak could have been this huge deal. If they'd have actually built it up on the main roster and mm-hmm. established it there, and, like, two years, three years down the line, finally had her lose... Imagine the reaction. It's kind of like shooting got. her in the foot as soon as she gets yeah. in there, in the main... Uh, imagine the reaction that would have got if this was three years later. Yeah. And Asuka had been undefeated in that well, time. And like that's why it was so... It'd be akin to the reaction of why it was so exciting when Kenny Omega beat Okada. Because yeah. it took so long. And that's the thing. And like... And it had been built up, yeah, over such a long time, but this hadn't. And you could tell in the crowd reaction, the crowd's reaction was okay, but it wasn't an ending to the longest. Yeah, the crowd had more reactions during the match than they did at the end to moves. And the crowd should be the loudest at the end of the match. It wasn't the sort of reaction you'd expect for the ending of the longest undefeated streak in WWE history. Yeah. Men or women, like just ever. It was longer than like Goldberg's epic one. And when Goldberg's streak ended, the roof came off the fucking building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it had actually been built up on... Mm-hmm. But because this was built up in a separate place and yeah. the audience doesn't cross over, they just expected it to have the same weight. And it's like... No. Well, so- no, if you don't cross it... You know, that's the thing with the Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, is 
they didn't just say, oh, they had a relationship in DDT. That's why it's a big deal. They also carried it over to New Mm -hmm. Japan and built it up in New Japan as well and continued that storyline, you know? But WWE are brain dead. So apparently the backstage reason, you're going to love this, why they ended the undefeated streak with Asuka was because the writers didn't know how to book an undefeated streak. They felt They felt they couldn't book someone who can't lose. What, what do you mean? That's the easiest to book because everyone, imagine the fame of being the one to dethrone the person to end their streak. Yeah. That's what everyone wants. That's like just recently, um, it was a massive deal uh, completely jumping spheres here uh, in this stage of the Overwatch League. Uh, one of my favorite teams is LA Valiant. They haven't been doing so hot this stage. Uh, and Vancouver Titans are a new team just for this season. And they've been undefeated the whole season. They never mm-hmm. lost until recently. And the team that beat them was LA Valiant, who had barely won a game all season. The crowd reaction was insane. People were crying, screaming. The team themselves were kind of in shock. Like, did this just happen? Vancouver were very humble about it. And it was, like, insane to watch. And, like, that's... What do you mean? It's like that's what you could have had if you and booked an undefeated and like, person. Uh, and that was such an easy way if you had anyone you were trying to give like legitimacy, any new people maybe, that would be such an easy way. Yeah. Bring a new and up bring an up and comer, take down this person. Yeah. Instantly they're now at your top tier yeah, of whatever. Yeah. And it's like to use a wrestling example, like you know Undertaker. Everyone yeah. knows he's, he's yeah. one of those characters who's transitioned out of re- like yeah. he's mainstream. He's Everyone just pop culture now. Yeah. Um he had an undefeated streak, but not a general one. It was a WrestleMania undefeated streak. Oh, okay. It's like he'd lose matches, and he'd lose matches on pay-per-views, but at WrestleMania, he, he was undefeated. <laughs> and he had some of the best matches in WWE history. Yeah. Like, his two matches against Shawn Michaels are the stuff of legends. You know what I mean? Um, and he went, I can't remember the exact number, but it was about 24. He went 24. Mm-hmm. So that's 24 years. Because did he do one a year? Dude. 24 years undefeated at Wrestlemania and when he finally lost it he lost it to Brock Lesnar which okay. a lot of people dislike going above bit of tangent but a lot of people dislike that because Brock Lesnar's already a main event like biggest yeah. star in the company yeah and when they could have used it to put someone over yeah you know um but he lost it to Brock Lesnar and when he lost the crowd was silent because no one knew what to do yeah with people were like... literally so shocked and didn't know how to react but they were silent that would be a That's thing to see. Incredible. Like a silent crowd at a wrestling event. That's incredible. The fact that they were in just literal shocked silence. Yeah, is it's like literally like Satan insane. calls from hell being yeah. like, hey, anyone got some blankets? It just froze over down here. So, you know, that's what they could have had if they'd have just actually booked it. Which also right? goes to show, dude, you need better fucking writers. Yeah. God. And, so, and then going back to the end, the whole the other thing that then we both bitched about and where they lost their half a star. Ooh. Because John Cena attended this match. They cut to him multiple times during the wrestling. Like, not showing the wrestling, just showing John Cena. Not even having that exciting reactions. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, you see a ref. Charlotte's, like, limping up, blood on her elbow, back up the ramp with her belt. Like, had her win. You see a ref run past her. And then it pans to the ring. You see Oscar in the no, ring. No, the ref run past and leap a barricade. Let's emphasize how big a moment this is. Charlotte Flair just ended the longest undefeated streak in wrestling history at WrestleMania. Yeah. So this is not like a small thing. And then you just see this ref run by, leap, like throw himself like he's dodging a bullet over a barricade. And then he goes to talk to John Cena. You see John Cena nod. And then John Cena just gets up and legs it into the ring and up the ramp and just runs past Charlotte and just runs backstage. And she even looks confused. And it cuts back to Charlotte and she just walks back up the ramp. But it was like... This is, and apparently this is the only women's event in WrestleMania. The rest are like men's or mixed. They, they, they have a mix, but it's like, usually it's like 10 men's matches, two women's. Yeah. So the, the it, men out So not only is this momentous occasion, regardless of gender with the streak ending, it's a title match and stuff, but it's also one of the only women's like specific events and we're gonna have fucking john cena just do some weird thunder stealing bullshit that i get like hanzo has told me later becomes like part of a storyline but in the moment which is, if it would be one thing i was like is he gonna run up to charlotte is he gonna say something is he gonna run in the ring and like challenge asuka or some shit like what's about to happen he just runs away he just runs past and runs backstage and that's it looking so, agitated and so i'm like what the fuck they cut away 
two on two separate occasions from the in-ring work to focus on John Cena. And I was saying to Laura, in NXT, they often have main roster wrestlers appear and they'll show them in the crowd, but they'll do it before the match starts. They'll be like, oh, watching this match is so-and-so from yeah. the main roster. And then they never show them again. They focus on the wrestling. Yeah. But this, they cut away in the middle of the match. Rather than focus on the match, they focused on John Cena. And then after the match, when they did that bit with John Cena, it was like, oh, by the way, don't worry about this women's match. Don't worry about the undefeated streak ending. Because something's coming. Don't like... worry about the title match. John Cena. John Cena's going to do something, yeah. guys. It's he important. totally upstaged yeah and it's like he could have done that after they'd exited it could have been like literally after charlotte nausicaa had left but before whatever was going to happen you just see him do it and that would have been fine it would still have built into whatever story nonsense it it contributes to later but not when they're literally on the stage on the card that literally don't matter there's so many throwaway matches you know what i mean do it during one of them if i was charlotte i'd be pissed it was it's like it was like the wrestling version of the fucking was it Kanye West that I'ma let you finish interrupting Taylor yeah. Swift and then just being like Beyonce is the best? It was literally it felt like that, and mm-hmm. it was just so out of place and analogy. so insulting. If I was one of them, yeah, like excuse I'd be mad. me, I'd be mad. because it upstaged them. Yeah, it didn't just take away from them; it upstaged them. It made them feel like, oh, don't worry about this. This isn't important. Yeah, this is what's important. So that that totally it could have been a five star match because there was good wrestling. Decent storytelling. It was fun to watch. The costumes were fucking great. And then this happened. Well, first, I actually think one of the main... Like, there's two things that stopped in my mind from, you know, being top five-star qualities. Mm-hmm. One is the John Cena shit. And two is the just ending out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Just like, oh, good match. It's building up. It's building... Oh, it's done. Okay, yeah, okay. I was still willing to give it, even though, like, I agree. The ending felt kind of out of nowhere and abrupt. But I still liked it. I was willing to overlook it, basically. Mm. And then I was like, nah. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. But yeah. So that's the ending talk about first. <laughs> like, sensible human beings. So As what are do. your thoughts on... Let's start with entrances. What are your thoughts? Great. Loved it. I thought they did a really good, succinct job of kind of giving you Cliff Notes version of their histories and the highlights of each wrestler. Like, Charlotte being... Again, like, the, the queen and obviously coming from, like, her dad's a famous wrestler, so she has a name but wants to prove herself. Ooh. Like, quick, quick storyline given. And then again, they talked about Asuka's streak, so you get why this is important. And they had decent footage of the both of them looking badass. And then I thoroughly loved the costuming because Asuka I love the colors I love the again I'm biased because I had her hair at one point Charlotte comes out wearing a robe and Charlotte with like the, the big high collars like going to like renaissance queen I look I very dig robe. I know and then the one thing I was a bit confused about so she's on a throne and they're playing like Zathrestra whatever is the name of that song it's a really weird name but it's that epic like entry music that almost everyone knows and she has like men on either side like holding her and lifting her up so she's like oh yes like escort me peasant kind of thing but they're dressed like Roman gladiators and she's just like a British queen. I'm like, all right, someone, someone who has a history lesson. It's po- it's Can we correct just, this, please? It's probably just whatever they had in the costume right? department. Right, but it was so weird. I'm like, just have them dressed in like, even if they were just dressed in like a boxer, it's like just some shorts or something. Mm. And they're just like, just generic, like say some like briefs and like some boots or if they were even just in like suits or something looking nice and they didn't be re- like... There so, I feel like there could have been so many other choices. That just looked really odd so, and like like a child... Did one, it, one but... One thing that you didn't bring up about that entrance video that I feel is important to highlight is we spoke about how at the end of the match, Charlotte was crying because this, in her mind, was like... Validation. She stepped into her own. She was no yeah. longer living in her father's She's not Rick Flair's daughter. She's now Charlotte Flair. And this is, like, what we... Like, the, the intro video focused on that. You know, the intro video was all about, like, this is Ric Flair's daughter. She yeah, because they were showing side-by-side shots of her yeah. and Rick she doing similar his moves. Yeah. She She woos like him, you know? And, you know, like you say, this was her stepping out of his shadow. She won a title mm-hmm. on WrestleMania and defeated the longest undefeated streak in history. Yeah. You know, like... Exactly. So I liked that. Uh, the, the intro videos, like... I shit on WWE all the time. I I hate them. But if there's one thing I'll always praise them for, it is the pre-match videos. Yeah. They're so good. Because they also managed to do it really well with such a short... Like, the videos weren't long yeah. at all. They don't overstay their welcome. Yeah. You know, they just give a little quick summary. 
which is really good. Like, even if you're a fan who watches it, it's good to have that, like, refresher, you know, and tell, yeah. like, pick up the little hint storyline elements, like, comparing her to a father and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's also really good if you're a casual fan who only watches pay-per-views, for example. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, so good to just have that little recap, you know. and Exactly. So, yeah. No, yeah, I quite liked all the like, beginning stuff. Flip. She did, yep. Yeah. And also, like, her entrance into the arena, I'm like... This is, like, incredibly... It was somewhere between, like, athlete and porn star, but I didn't hate it. Like, I was ready to be like, look at this overly sexual entrance. Do the men have to do this shit? No, but I was like, but you know what? It also makes her look kind of badass. And she is beautiful. So you know what? I don't even mind. I'm so not... I don't hate it. There's something I mentioned to Laura while we were watching, which uh, is what I really like, is that Charlotte Flair has a really, like, prominent mole on her face. And I love the fact that she doesn't... She hasn't had it laser surgery removed and she doesn't try to cover it up. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm beautiful with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and to I be fair, that, like, if I could showing... do the things she... If I could do like a perfect splits like that and then like a backhand stand up, I'd fucking do those things. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> you know, like I love that. That That's the sort of message we should be sending kids. You know, it's okay to have... Imp- you can mm-hmm. still be stunningly good looking. Yeah. And have imperfections. They also both weren't like super busty and they were pretty muscled. So I appreciated that. Fun fact, Charlotte Flair has had a breast job. Oh, really? She has had breast enlargement surgery. I'm sad now. Oh, damn it. Was that before, after, after I'm this? I'm not sure when the time Because if, if it's before, then well, <laughs> she didn't go not, to work for kids. I don't know the exact date Charlotte <laughs> Flair had her breast implants, but yeah. I'm like... Oh, man particularly i'm like no don't do it because i just i happened to watch a few weeks ago this whole like in-depth documentary about a new it's actually class now there's bii breast implant illness because now research shows mm-hmm. that they're actually really really dangerous and no one's ever studied the long-term effects of oh gee putting a foreign substance like silicone inside your fucking body for years and years but anyway complete tangent um oh, i was gonna say something what was i gonna say there <laughs> Blah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone. So if you carry on, I'll try to think. We might space it. Just so anyone listening knows, it's very warm where we're recording right now. So it's taking a lot of energy to focus. So appreciate and bear with us, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, their entrances were great. They were, oh, yeah, uh, I sort of remember what it was. So it's about the camera work. Okay. So we had the usual WWE shitty camera work. It didn't feel as bad, though. Asuka went for a running knee and the camera changed shot in the (laughs) middle of the knee. (laughs) What? So you you couldn't tell what she did. Yeah. You literally couldn't tell what the move was supposed to be. Yeah. Because it changed camera angle. That makes me feel less bad. Because I thought, I was like, am I just not paying attention? Because I can't really tell you the names of any moves that happened. Other than there was like a suplex at one point and I know that. But other than that, I was like, I can't really tell you much of what happened other than that it looks pretty cool. But now I feel less bad because part of it is the camera operators didn't let you. And, look and at also what was the happening. commentators for WWE are crap because, like, you've seen PWG yeah. and you've seen Excalibur. Excalibur names every move yes, they do in that does. ring. He is an inside media. WWE commentators go, oh, 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 brutal strike basket. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, she just threw her like a ragdoll. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, a submission move by Asuka. Yeah. What is the submission move? Teach what is me. she doing? <laughs> um, but no, what I was going to say about the camera work is, so we had the usual WWE shitty camera work, yeah. cutting away with mid-move, cutting away to John Cena. To fucking John. Oh. But there's another thing that a lot of people say about WWE's camera work, of women's matches particularly. I want to see if you mm-hmm. noticed it in this match and, you know, what your thoughts are. They tend to focus very heavily in women's matches on their rear ends and their breasts. No surprise. Like, if a woman... Like, normally when Charlotte's doing, like, her bridge, yeah. they'll, like, zoom in on her, like, On the bridge, though, they did it. Because it was, like, a profile shot yes. for her bridge at the end for most but, of it, then, which is like, pretty uh, cool. There's other moves where, like... Um, Another one has a, a submission move where it sort of results in their butt being in the air. Yeah. And the camera one nine times out of ten just point at their yeah. ass. I didn't get too much of that during this match. It could be a fluke, yeah. though. Uh, and normally that would be something I would think I was, yeah. like, hyper aware of. I was going to say, in fairness, but... like, I brought it up because we're going to, you know, like, 
we're talking about WWE wins matches, so we need to address, you know. Yeah. Da-da. But in fairness, I was paying attention, you know, keeping an eye out for it, which obviously you weren't because you didn't know about yeah. it. Yeah. But I was, and I didn't notice it much in this match. Yeah, so I don't think they were but falling on, prey to that for like, this one. But on like Raw, the weekly show, that shit happens all. I'm not surprised. And it, that's terrible. That's yep. fucking a true. And it sort of shows that WWE's women's revolution is about making money and not because they actually care about women. Yeah, it's like we still have room to, to grow here. <laughs> you know? Just because we have more of them doesn't mean it's still for the right reasons or focus on the right things, mm. but is I, what it I is. I despise that. I despise everything about yeah. it. Yeah. So we then move after the entrances. Um, we move to like the beginning of the match. And they get right into it. Oh yeah, there was no no like fighting around. They just got into it, and Doing I liked it. Shit yeah, I said there was like that. the one handed cartwheel from Charlotte. Asuka, like one of them, like jumped uh, and like over, like completely over the opponent running. One of them did like a splits and dropped to the ground to avoid opponents. It was pretty. Again, like I said, there was like a gymnastics quality to it mm-hmm. combined with the wrestling, which I thought was pretty cool. When. You know you're saying you liked that they included incorporated gymnastics into mm-hmm. wrestling and stuff. I've always felt that that's something, like, I've never understood why women's wrestlers don't do that more. Yeah. Because, you know, women sort of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. There is actually um, someone in NXT at the moment who was an Olympic-level gymnast. Really? In the women's, yeah. That's cool. And she really incorporates it into it. She does some bonkers stuff, you know what I mean? Especially because, like, the, I'm sure the, the floor surface that gymnasts that did floor routines on must mm. be, like, pretty darn similar in yeah. the springiness, the feel, the style of a wrestling ring. So the, the thing about her is she does that. You know, we were talking about how, like, the smaller wrestlers have to do, like, flippy, nimble yeah. stuff to wrestle the big people. Mm-hmm. She's minuscule. She's, like, five foot. <laughs> because well, all, all gymnasts are tiny yeah. and my opinion because one of my friends growing up was like a hardcore like aiming for olympics gymnast mm. and she'd been doing it since they're you know like they start when they're like four and i swear to god it must stunt your growth because every gymnast that starts that young that i've ever met barely gets over five feet tall mm. and then she the second she quit gymnastics growth spurt it was crazy how quickly um, it happened. So, so someone needs to do some research on this. Some scientist somewhere. Prove so, it. Yeah, this woman is tiny. She's minuscule even by you know women's standards. Yeah. She's absolutely tiny. But she wrestles a super gymnastic, fast-paced style and out-wrestles the bigger opponents doing that. And I love it. I love that sort of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I can't out-strength you. So I'm going to out-speed you. Out-play you, you instead, yeah. yeah. Um. When we get to, I've mentioned this so many times, <laughs> but when we get to finally like the freeform sort of section and you get to watch Ricochet vs. Will Ospreay, yeah. then you'll see gymnastics influence in wrestling. Yeah, because I heard he's one of the day. most satisfying in that regard. You'll also, see, you'll also see a bit when we get to tag team wrestling. A lot of tag team wrestling is yeah. a lot more flippy. Yeah. You know, because generally it's done by like cruiserweights and stuff, so they're very flippy. Makes sense, yeah. Um, especially... The PWG one, because it's PWG. They yeah. get, they're insane. They're yeah. literally crazy. But yeah, when we get to watch Ricochet, Will Ospreay, they are the two flippiest flippy flips that ever, ever flipped. <laughs> and yep. you'll really see sort of gymnastics influence in wrestling mm-hmm. and taken to its extremes in that match. You yeah. know what I mean? Like For sure. I will say the wrestling overall in this match, while it, it was like more consistent, I'd say, quality throughout but there are less like i can't really pick out many huge like move moments compared to some other ones we've watched where there are just some particularly brutal that that's the only one that's what i was about to say the only only one or maybe that one from the ropes where where charlotte was on the top and asuka was not on the top rope and And they did a thing so it looked that one yeah so it looked a bit there's a third one i'd say which is when charlotte did the moonsault and asuka like caught her arm out oh yeah 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 okay there we go i just had to think a bit more yeah but, but I, do that, agree, I think I don't think that's a weakness many, though. Like, I think it's a good spots. thing because it means to me the wrestling was more consistent throughout rather than having like the peaks and valleys mm. of moments and stuff. And like some of the the chops look just as brutal as some men's stuff. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to well, take that. Hit. Charlotte Flair's Ric Flair's daughter. If she couldn't throw a good chop, there'd be somebody because his whole thing was chopping people and doing the whoo. Oh, <laughs> which you know. The, so that's why whenever she chops people, the crowd. Woo! The crowd woos. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, because Got Ric you. Flair was famous for doing his chops and wooing. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Uh, so she needed to be able to throw okay. a good chop. Yeah. Like, she can't be Ric Flair's daughter and not throw yeah. a good chop. And then like, the shoulder cause... stuff, I think, was solidly done because it wasn't overused. It was consistent. That We didn't have mm. the disappearing injuries like in yeah, some yeah. other matches we've watched. And it didn't feel like they were being hella obvious about it or like throwing it in our faces. Like, hey guys, just in case you missed it, she has a sore shoulder now. Hint, hint. And I love how much of it was counters. Like Asuka would counter Charlotte's move yeah. into a submission on her arm. Like, and then you pointed out, which I would have noticed if you hadn't pointed out during the match, even like Asuka's heading to the top rope, but rather than just going there, she also is holding onto Charlotte's arm and getting some like shots in and like continuing to work that injury mm-hmm. while climbing up, like while setting up for moves. Yeah. So there, it felt like she was very much, I'm not going to miss any opportunities and to that's, that's one of the great things about Asuka, you. and that's one of the things that the best wrestlers in the world do is that they they don't just go from spot to spot. And it feel, where it feels really choreographed and they're just going from move to move. Yeah. They make it feel like a fight. Exactly. And part of that is getting in these little, you know, not just like, oh, I'm going to spend 10 minutes climbing to the top rope and my opponent's not going to fight. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's... I'm climbing top rope, but while I'm climbing, I'm going to hit my opponent yeah. to make sure they don't In fact, don't you putting resist. that out now, I only just noticed one of the things, I think one of the other reasons I scored this match so high, there was none of that, which you see, we've seen so often, like someone sitting there looking like dazed or the, oh, I'm going to clutch my injury. And it was clear, like Charlotte's shoulder is sore, but she was never like lying there on the ground being like, ugh like holding her shoulder and rolling like a FIFA athlete who's been kicked. Because like, that, that looking dazed and out of it makes sense if you're doing a 60 minute epic like yeah. Kenny Omega. So I guess because those were shorter they didn't have to but I enjoyed that. But the, but the problem is is that like in WWE they have these short matches and still, and they do, still do it. Like yeah. we saw in Johnny Gargano. That's who I was thinking know, of. Yeah. He was the one who did it the most. And even John Cena, the one we watched, and John Cena yeah. versus AJ Styles, John Cena was doing it all the time. So so they still faces. do it despite the shorter matches, but this one they didn't do it all. They exactly. had moments where they were both tired. Like after the suplex to out the ring, they were both like knackered. Yeah. They were like crawling to each other looking yeah. menacing, just like butting heads. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, in another moment, I liked that kind of sold. Because most of it was just wrestling. There wasn't like fighting. cheesy dramatic. There was one moment though, Lori, where Charlotte goes to Asuka and just did like reiterate. You could hear it be like, "I'm the queen," and it just made Asuka pissed. And she was just like, "No, bitch!" And it almost seemed like high school girls because she just kind of started like mm. clawing at her. She was yelling. I just pictured two girls going at it in, like a high school bathroom on prom night, and one of them's like taking their other's date. But it worked. It didn't feel like silly because that was the only time in the match they had a moment mm-hmm. like that, and it makes sense that you're gonna have because you still need some of that dialogue that interplay because they're still telling a story mm-hmm. at the end of the day and so i didn't hate it and again it made the fight feel a bit more real and personal this, this like is, the less like choreography we're this doing this is one of the things though like now that we're talking about it, is it's one of the reasons i disliked the ending so much Asuka doing the whole oh you were ready for me you did win yeah and charlotte winning out of nowhere is that this whole thing was meant to prove that charlotte is just as good as her dad has stepped out of his shadow mm-hmm. and she can be as good as the best women's wrestlers worldwide, like yeah. Asuka. But she didn't really earn the win. Mm-hmm. She was getting the shit kicked out of her. And then one out of nowhere. Out of yeah. And then one out of nowhere. It's like, did you really prove that you're just as good? Yeah. Because to me, it looks like you got your ass kicked. To me, it looks <laughs> like it was planned and that you didn't yeah. work for it. Like, this was the outcome that was yeah. pre-decided. And, and that's sort of the thing is, we should have. it should have gone... Starts out Asuka beating it, you know, it should have been like Asuka beating a shout of Charlotte, but then Charlotte turns it and starts making a comeback. Exactly. And there was just just no comeback. There was no comeback. Charlotte never had any momentum at like any point in this match. Yeah, exactly. She was just getting the shit kicked out of her for 90% of it. And that's, it made that, like, why is Asuka like bigging her up and saying, yeah, you earned that and I respect you? When she didn't do anything Yeah, because when Asuka Asuka took the mic, I thought it was going to be a like rematch or mm. like this is bullshit or just i thought it was gonna be some smack talking basically mm. and it was not you know like i just don't feel you know the, it was just the way the match was because obviously the wrestlers in wwe never plan the matches it's always an agent yeah problems in wwe and they just i just feel the structure of the match was just wrong for the story they were it was, it was like it was like a fan, an amateur fan did it, and they don't have the sense of pacing and storytelling yeah. that was needed. It just like it didn't. It was tell like fan fiction. The story was meant <laughs> to be that Charlotte 
is just as good as her father. Yeah. That she is just as good as the best women's wrestlers in the world. And then the match is just her getting her ass kicked, then Fluke winning. Yeah. That doesn't tell me that she's... And this is a big poll in WWE is... We talked about it earlier, but we never used this phrase. Is one of the most crucial parts of storytelling is show, don't tell. Yeah. WWE obsessed with telling... Not showing. Exactly. This is monumentous. Yeah. This is important. This is a women's revolution. This is Charlotte stepping out of her yeah. father's shadow. This is, you know, and it's like, why can't you just show us that rather than, you know what I mean? Because also, like, if, you, if you do it well enough, that will be felt without you yeah, needing to tell us. that will be clear yeah. anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah, that... that and, that, like, again, we off. keep using New Japan as an example, but particularly... It's like us people like us watching it who don't even speak the language. That's also how you know they're doing it because we don't need to listen to the Japanese commentators or like things, and we still got yeah the entire story and the the sen- the magnitude that comes with their stories that they tell. It's it's like um, Kenny Omega Kota Ibushi. They had all these awkward interactions backstage where Kota tried to talk to him and Kenny just walked past him and ignore him. But then when Kenny Omega was getting beaten up, Kota Ibushi comes out to save him and hugs him. The commentators not once said, oh, well, the reason this is important is because they have this Or we're just like, this is so important. This is a huge deal. Oh, my God. Because they didn't need to. The story had been told so well that the actions spoke for themselves. Exactly. And, you know, but no, we need to be told that it's important and that it matters. But, yeah. Um, one thing I really did love, since I've just been harking on about a bad thing, <laughs> I'll swap to a good thing and yeah. give it a bit of praise now. And I told this to you while we are watching it, is that Asuka, the way she wrestles, is we always talk about how like some wrestlers, especially like newer ones, it doesn't feel like a fight. It feels like it's choreographed and they're yeah. going from move to move, right? But the best wrestler in the world make it feel... Like, Shibata made his match feel like a fight. Oh, yeah. Like, you know... And Asuka is the same. She makes her matches feel like a fight. She's so scrappy. Like, that's the word I would attribute to her. Like, she... Every time there's an opportunity to do a little strike, she strikes. She does counters really often, which happens yep. all the time in real, you know, fights. Because in a real fight, you would try your best to pick up on yeah. what they're doing. And like, if, moves, if her opponent's patterns. down, she doesn't just give them time to cover. She grabs their arm and kicks the face. Yeah. And she does everything with such ferocity. And it's like, like the talking. yelling, the screaming. She, just... She's like, I'm going to let you know. Like, I'm going to intimidate you, even though I am a colorful, tiny outwardly appearing adorable at times like female i'm kind of fucking yelling like, your there face was a, there was a moment where she got charlotte in a headlock it's all it was a headlock but rather than just like getting her arm around and getting her she threw yeah, her into we that we both headlock. commented i was like that was the most aggressive arm movement yeah. like i've ever seen she didn't just, oh. she didn't just get her in a headlock she like there was there was momentum there was force like, there was just, like, like wrenching her around if it was like an anime there would have been the visible lines like a mm-hmm. m- wind moving behind her arm and like, like to when show. she had her in a submission like she had her arm and then her legs around the head most people would just sit in that and like oh well it's a submission so it's meant to look be painful yeah shall ask a proper wrench back oh so yeah Charlotte's head is actually oh yeah and they had a decent like, camera angle for that because i was looking i was like oh that doesn't look like a fun yeah. angle for your so, neck so or your Charlotte's shoulder. head is actually getting stretched and yeah. it makes it look so much more painful and like an actual submission she just in everything she does she has an inflection of like adding viciousness and Mm-hmm. malice to it and that like getting in every little strike where she can taking advantage of every opportunity it makes it feel more yeah. authentic well and even like, you commented a lot of things i hated particularly earlier on is i i keep adding all this expectation of wrestling to feel more like a real fight and i think this is a way to appease people that want that like i do because again it's not like the the style of wrestling or the WWE's choreography changed that much in this thing, but it was just the performer sold it more mm-hmm. to feel like this still feels like a legitimate fight and mm-hmm. no one's doing things that would be dumb. Like, nothing nothing in that match felt out of place if they were actually fighting. Like, it's the only time they both kind of stopped for breath, they the suplex, and they're both crawling back into the ring because no one wants the count out kind of thing. So that's the way to do it and to appease that mentality I have, being like, you're you're imitating violence, so make it 
make make the decisions don't feel stupid and this is how you make the decisions not feel stupid i've just thought of something mm-hmm. you know when we get past women's wrestling time and get into the freeform section i've just mm-hmm. thought of something else i need to show you okay blood sport that sounds bad that sounds like what i'm gonna hate no blood sport is a promotion set up by an ex-mma fighter oh god where they just that get is. all of the shoot sort of wrestlers the actual tough guys so they get like Minoru Suzuki, who's mm-hmm. an ex-MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. They get Matt Riddle, who's an ex-MMA fighter. They get all these just legitimate badass and tough guys. Sounds scary. And they just wrestle the most like... It's still a wrestling match, but it's the most like shoot wrestling match you're ever going to see. They do actual like amateur wrestling. They just actually beat the crap out. And it's so... It's, it's towing the line of like actual fighting and wrestling... On the extreme. It's Ooh. so close to like an actual fight while okay. still being a wrestling match. Yeah. So it's like, you know how WWE is all wrestling, very little real fighting? Yeah. New Japan's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It has lots of real fight. That's like very far on the real fight. That's what I'm all like, like, I want it to look like a real fight. I want it to look like a real fight. I don't want it to feel like a real yeah. fight. That's the problem here. <laughs> but, then it gets scary. I'm like, no, they're going to kill each other. Stop yeah, it. So, so Bloodspot is... An experience. Yeah. They, in mind though, they only do one a year, and it's done on WrestleMania weekend to like okay. you know piggyback off the sort of success yeah, yeah. of WrestleMania and stuff. So it's not like these people wrestle that style all the time. All the time, it's just once a year they go in there and do proper like yeah. be the legitimate badasses they are. Yeah. Because like I say, they don't get like John Cena and get him to do it yeah. because he wouldn't even know how <laughs> if he tried. You know yeah. what I mean? They get people who have like. MMA backgrounds to get shoot badasses yeah. and just have them be badass motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's terrifying and great. And well, awesome. we can we can do that to prepare for yeah. lots of swearing and like, ah, from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Charlotte, going back to match, so we talked about what Asuka does really well. What Charlotte does really well is bringing the athleticism. So where Charlotte like that bring, one-armed bridge at so, the end. Yeah, so where Asuka brings the aggression and the like real fight feeling, Charlotte brings the athleticism because mm-hmm. like her moonsault is incredible. Yeah. It's a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She she arcs so yeah. well and her body's totally like straight yeah, the whole for sure. time, you know. Like when they showed it in slow-mo, it was very satisfying yeah. to look at. And and then um, she also like you said just did random cartwheels and stuff all yeah. over the place to just... get out like some missions and stuff like that. Like she is very athletic. I'm sure because you said she's pretty tall yeah. as well, so it adds I think to the athleticism when doing things like the cartwheels and, and stuff. Like, and looking as frame. nimble as smaller opponents mm. is hard to do, and yeah. she did it. So but, yeah, no, I don't have any other I think super outstanding thoughts on the match we haven't touched on. Yeah. And I am melting a little bit, so I'm very looking at the fan, being like, yeah. who wants to turn it on? So, I mean, <laughs> I didn't think as highly the match as you. Yeah. Mainly because, like, the actual match itself was going... It had great entrances, and it was going so well. It seems like the more you know about the history yeah. of WWE, the more you would dislike, because, like you said, it's seeing... Like, because the hug and the I, ending I, happening I know, more often. I know and... that the hug wasn't a one-off storytelling moment. It's and see, that's why I thought... Thing. So maybe now I might amend the four and a half to four stars mm. because oh, if, it's, if it's a constant and we're only doing that because and, they're women, so because also, we, they, they should be softer because and also, we expect them to, I don't like it as much. I really hoped it was another and one-off also, moment. And also, you know, knowing that the streak was never shown on actual WWE, yeah. it was an NXT thing, so yeah. that's why I didn't get a big reaction. Yeah. And then, like we said, the way that, like, Charlotte, it was meant to be her coming out with Dad Shadow and her overcoming one of the best women's wrestlers in the Fucking world. John Cena. But the story of the match was Asuka kicked the shit out of her for 90% of it. Yeah. Like, there's just, I have so many problems with it. You know, that yeah. like, the actual wrestling itself was, I have no faults with the wrestling. Yeah. I have faults with the storytelling, the storytelling and how yeah. they did it. Because like, say, they, I think other than the Japan, it's some of my favorite purely wrestling yeah, we've watched. The wrestling itself was fantastic. Yeah the story and what happened around the match just let it down in my eyes and yeah that's fair totally fair so next episode whenever that is yeah sorry again the sporadicness of the episodes is all on my end from my 
stupid, crazy work schedule, now travel schedule, but even with some traveling, we now managed to find a way to squeeze in this one, which has been really fun. Mm -hmm. So I, um, the next one we will be moving on to is NXT. Okay. We'll just get WWE NXT out of the way. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, and that one we'll probably watch either Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I'm fine. They're both. Great. I'm fine with either of those. I, I'm leaning towards the Becky Lynch one just because I know she's also had some big stuff recently. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see, see her wrestle because I know what, she see what the big deal is. Yeah, you know, pretty like, much because she's big right yeah. now. So I think the the Sasha Baylor one is considered the better match, but they're very oh, okay. very close. So we can watch either. So if you'd prefer to watch Becky Lynch to see what why yeah. people like Becky Lynch so much, yeah, like I'll I'd be fine either way, and I'll leave final decision up to you. Yeah. But my 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 in my first instinct is leaning towards the then, Sasha then we'll, Becky then one. We'll watch Becky then, because like I said, they're both great matches. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both amazing. Um, both very close. You know, if if one is better than the other, it's. Oh, okay, okay. You know, small. So it's not like I'm showing you a significantly worse match to yeah. show you. Becky Lynch, you know. I was good. Bailey's. Uh, I kind of want to watch both. <laughs> I know we can't watch both. I kind of want to. Because they're both great for different reasons. Becky, we can. you get to see. You don't have to stick to your one episode know, per thing. I know, we don't. Because <laughs> they're great for different reasons. Because, like, Becky, you know, obviously, like, she's huge now and you'll get to see, you know, what the big deal is. And she's an amazing in ring worker. Is she the one they call the, the man, the man. Or yeah. something? Yeah. She wasn't the man in NXT. She's okay. A totally different, different character. character. That's interesting. But Bailey is so fucking lovable <laughs> and so infectious. She comes to ring and like puts her arms up and wacky like waving arm flail inflatable tube men spring up and stuff and her music super upbeat and happy. That's funny. And she's just so lovable. Yeah. And it's so contagious is her happiness, you know what I mean? So she's really fun to watch for that reason. That's you know, funny. you get really like invested in her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas Becky's just an incredible wrestler. Like, Becky's wrestling is, like, mm-hmm. phenomenal. So, I kind of want to watch both. <laughs> well, I, up to you. <laughs> I will um, watch either one. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with Becky. Okay. Yeah. And we can, it'll probably, for the next while, episodes will get a bit more regular again. Because I don't have another theater slash events gig until August. So, once I get back, because we're in Cardiff, Wales right now. Once I get back to Canada, mid July or end of July, so then end of July and the first like three weeks of August, I have really open schedules. So mm-hmm. we'll back to doing probably like an episode a week to try and yeah, churn out a bunch, and then there'll be another little bit of a. Are we gonna do an episode on my birthday? Is your birthday on a Thursday? No, it's the uh, second of August. We can if you want. We can, if that's what you want. It's your birthday. birthday so. Yeah. <laughs> what we could do is to make a special birthday. Watch some. Watch something, something you pick. Totally. Yeah, like out of the order. order do, yeah. do freaking Ethan's idea and watch the what rough and round and, and get oh some guests God. in or some shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Do a special birthday episode out of schedule. I was pl- we were planning, but the schedules didn't match up to do a special April Fool's episode. Oh. And um, we were going to watch a match out of schedule then and just watch like a... Something goofy, dumb. Yeah, yeah something, something silly. Like um, there's a match we were planned, like we were thinking about doing. I was talking to James about it. Called WLC. Where they got a bunch of, I don't know the correct term, dwarf okay. wrestlers. And did them in a TLC match, table ladder chair match. Oh God. But they went... All out on the gimmick. Oh, that sounds like everything I hate. Miniature oh. tables, miniature chairs, <laughs> and miniature ladders. <laughs> and That's kind of funny. had like a small referee as well. Like they were <laughs> all out on it, and it's so it, it was it elevated what now sounded. Now I get the Wii. <laughs> it, 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 it elevated what sounded really dumb on paper, but it went so all in yeah. on it that it made it great. You know what I mean? Like it could. It's still dumb. It's yeah. Still like you know a silly match. For sure. But the fact that they embraced how silly it was yeah. and ran with it yeah. makes it enjoyable. Whereas if they'd have had those people in that situation, which is clearly a joke, and tried to have a serious match, yeah. it'd have been like, uh But the fact they went all out on just how wacky it was mm-hmm. made it amazing. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. Yeah. But yeah. 
There's also a match where Koto Ibushi had a match with a, a blow-up doll. <laughs> he also once wrestled the Invisible Man. That sounds fun. I'd watch that. He he the Invisible Man gave him eight Canadian destroyers in a row. There's a move called a Canadian destroyer. Yes, there is. That makes so much more sense now. I have a story for you later. So because I've earned a nickname Canadian destroyer from certain people, and now I get because they they also happen to be wrestling fans, and now I understand so, the, so the much move more. Is ridiculous. So imagine this is a person stood up, and this is your person sort of a power bomb. Okay. You know where you lift them up like that and slam them, right? I think so. Yeah. So it's like. This is their legs, and then that's the head between this person's legs. Yes, okay, yes. This person flips over, this person flips with them, and they turn it into a pile driver. How? It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's like a staple of, like, indie flippy shit. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) every indie wrestler does it, because it's flippy and cool. Makes sense. Um, That's funny. But Kotobushi, the Invisible Man, gave him eight Canadian Destroyers in a row. So he had to do that, like, without flipping a over person a pile driver him. without a person flipping him and doing that the pile driver. That would look so weird. I'm now just getting flashbacks to, there's an episode of Buffy where Buffy goes invisible and someone walks in on Spike having sex with her while she's invisible. So Spike just pretends he's doing push-ups and working out. And it's, it's funny. It's a funny moment. It's mm, completely yeah. unrelated other than invisible people. Yeah. But. <laughs> but yeah, it's like... It really, that match was really a show of just how ridiculous Kota Ibushi is, like just how athletic he was. The fact yeah. that he could still do all these crazy That's wrestling impressive. moves alone is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and safely, like he didn't kill himself. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was Charlotte Asker. Next time we'll watch Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch. Woo! NXT, we'll get the WWE Western sort of women's wrestling out of the out way. Out of the way and then move on. And then after that, we've got Ring of Honor's women's division. So you get to see just how shit Ring of Honor is these oh days. Because they're they're actually somehow worse than WWE is, oh which is impressive. Oh dear. Um, we'll watch TNA's knockouts division because TNA has, yeah. has had... TNA's had women's wrestling as a prominent part of their cards and stuff for longer than WWE has. Okay. You know, like they, like one of their stars was like a, not trying to be horrible, overweight black woman. So like not what you think of when you think of women wrestlers at all, but they pushed her because she was good. You know, like she was really fucking good. Yeah. So they pushed her despite her not being like the sort of stereotypical. The conventional attractive, yeah. yeah. Because they actually cared about the wrestling and not, you know, just. Well, that's nice. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we've got TNA Knockouts Division to do, we've got Ring of Honor Women's, which, ugh. Japan Women's. Yeah, we have a, a lot of things in Japan. The main one being Stardom, which is the all-women's promotion in Japan that's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And then we're going to watch the, the, the Lucha Women's? Is there a, such a thing? Really. <laughs> the look on your face says it all. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie then. That's fine. Um, we could as a. We could, if you wanted, as a like a special thing while we're in women's wrestling. Watch an episode of Glow. My mom, when because I, I just recently told Hanzo before we recorded today, my mom just found out about this podcast, and of course my parents are both very anti wrestling. Mm-hmm. But then after she got over the really you have a wrestling podcast like disdain, she that's first thing she asked if I'd watched Glow. She's like, now that you're into mm-hmm. wrestling, have you watched? It? I'm like, okay, well those are very very different things, mom. And I wouldn't say I'm into wrestling per se because yeah. I just the whole point is because I'm not into wrestling why I'm on this yeah. podcast, but. Either way, yeah, she recommended to watch because she watched that. Yeah, so we could watch an episode of Glow. That'd be cool. You know, because that is really, you know, it treats it, you know, well. And it's got a lot of actual wrestlers involved, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not just, you know. That's cool. Like the woman I was telling you about, you know, is like in it. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Johnny Mundo. Yeah, like I know him. Yeah, he, he trained all the women. He was on Survivor. <laughs> yeah, he trained a lot of the women for yeah. that. Worked heavily in, you know, organizing cool. and stuff. So that's, that'd be cool to watch an episode of. I'm just down. throw it in there. Yeah. And then, I need to um, go pour a bucket of ice water over my head right now. That's yeah, all so I want to do. There's, there's quite a few women's <laughs> promotions, but the main ones are obviously WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor, yeah. uh, TNA, Stardom, and then there's some others, but I can't remember names off the top of my head. Yeah. So Stardom I'm really looking forward to because Japanese women's wrestling is fucking insane. So yeah. that'll be fun. 
Cool. So yeah, looking that is forward everything. to Thank it. Thank you for listening, and we apologize if this episode sounds off. But what can you do? We're in person. Exactly, and it's been so long. We we're like we, we would rather record one, get back into it, and take advantage of being in the same place. Because mm-hmm. uh, also, it, it is really fun to do this and have you like right there and have the energy to feed off mm-hmm. of kind of thing. Um, then just wait that much longer, record mm-hmm. an episode, and I wish we could record them all together. It'd be right, so it'd be cool. Who knows? Maybe, but I my time while I'm before I go back to Canada is so oh, I mean, rapidly like in general, not like, disappearing. You know, but we live across an ocean. Yeah, so it's yeah. There's nor- there is normally an ocean between us. Fun reminder for anyone that forgot. <laughs> yeah, thank you everyone for listening. See you next time.